Good evening, my love bugs. Today is Friday, November 25th, and it's 7.18 p.m. Um, on this episode, we're going to be breaking down the story of Nefertiti um, and just go from there and find out what we find out. I know that she has connections with one of my past lives, Amunet, and my father, Akhenaten. I did an episode on us before within the Tower of Babel, um, the hidden story. Um, if you guys didn't hear that, go ahead and listen to that because it could tie into this in some type of way. I'm going to go into Nefertiti's side of what happened a little bit more. She was my stepmom during the time. Um, she was married to my, she wasn't like my actual mother. She was married to my dad. She was a younger bride of his. They had children of their own together. Um, and in the story, if you guys remember, um, I got tricked. There was like a dark energy that was coming over this world and I got tricked through divination to kill my own little brother in order to, um, win power of being a pharaoh. But it's like, um, if you guys listen to the Tower of Babel episode, I, in the past life, it didn't make any sense to do that because it was a newborn and I was like already well off in my age. So either way it went, I still would have ruled in time before this child was even old enough to rule. Um, So yeah, let's just figure out what this is. I can say already before we really break into it, um, Nefertiti's full name. Um, And she has a sister as well. So Nefertiti has an identical twin sister. Her name is Mut Benret. And Nefertiti's full name is um nefer nefer aratin nefertiti so she was basically just you know married to my dad and the thing that was going on around this time is that he was promoting a form of um monotheism he was probably like the first monotheistic um I guess, person on this planet or, like, trying to get people to understand that he was a god. Um, It kind of makes sense on my teachings in today's time and me carrying on my father's past life legacy and getting everybody to understand that we are the gods walking um, amongst everyone on this planet. Um, If you guys don't understand that, I broke that down with the numbers 777 and 666. And the true meaning of that on one of the Hebrew decoded episodes. You're just going to have to go back and listen because I can't remember exactly which one. So let's just jump into it and see what's going to be said. I'm not going to hold you. This is a past life of mine, but um, this I've never done a reading asking Nefertiti about things. So it's going to be very different from what I've already discovered about my past life. But a lot of my karma and things that I've been going through in this um, current lifetime that I had to heal through and fix and all that kind of stuff, curses and all that, it came from this lifetime. So, yeah. Um, I'm seeing that she's telling me that um, she was born when she was born. She was born through a time where there was like mm. wow. 
it's kind of picking up that she was this is stemming from the last story so it's like going on from the 12th century to the 13th dynasty excuse me from the 12th dynasty that we just left off with the plague with Moses and everything and remember I said that um they picked this certain group of nine people to restart the next chapter the 13th dynasty um she was born during that time and she was raised up during that time her mother and father were the ones that were picked so her dad was a formal firm uh, excuse me firm former <laughs> my old country ass her dad was a former um soldier and he made it out the plague and he was chosen to actually be the next emperor his mother also was chosen to be the next queen she hit her her mother was the one in charge of growing um the blue lotus flowers that's that you know held on to the last people as long as possible for them to like you know stay high and drunk throughout that time as long as possible throughout the plague her mom was the one in charge of growing it and her dad was a former um warrior so this is why they were both chosen to be the next king and queen the next king and queen of the 13th dynasty um I've kind of gotten in a habit where when it's with certain ones that I'm looking up on Google, the numbers are all wrong. So I'm just not going to pay attention to that. The numbers, it says something about like the 1300s, basically, or like, you know. But then at the same time, it said the 18th dynasty. So I'm just not going to pay attention to that anymore. I'm just going to go based off what the gods are telling me. And this is literally the next dynasty her mother and father were chosen because he was a very strong soldier um turned next emperor and she was the one that created or like grew the blue lotus flower was teaching them about it she was a healer so that's how they were able to escape this plague yeah they were also chosen by the gods is something that it wasn't just like because of them being a strong soldier and the person that did this it was like the high priestess at the time um Neferupata she seen it in a dream exactly which two to um elect to be the next rulers of the next dynasty I see that they had a pair of identical twin sisters um which was, I said her name earlier. It's a little harder to say. Hold on. Mutt Benaret and Nefertiti. I do see that they have enlarged skulls. It, this enlarged skull thing actually came from a new way of doing things. So not all beings or all people in Egypt had these enlarged skulls if you guys have ever had babies before um you would know that you have to shape the skulls of the babies in order for them to kind of have the heads that we all have today so they um literally like allowed the shape to be exactly how babies heads are when you first push them out to anybody that has had kids 
So if we in today's time did not, you know, shape our baby's head, um, they would probably have enlarged skulls because of like the crowning process and when they're coming out of um, the woman's womb. So she's explaining to me like that's actually why they had the enlarged skulls. But in that time, their her mother and father chose to do that because she felt like um, it would allow more knowledge to be able to, you know, enter the brain during that time. Um, they were not cursed when it came to any, anything. They avoided all of that stuff. They also understood now the balance of peasants, royalty, classism, and things like that, that the gods did not want anybody moving into this next life, that we're going to step on anybody's toes involving money and things like that. Her mother and father actually were in love um, when they left here. So you know how I was saying in the last story that um, a lot of people just had to like quickly marry people because of the plagues and they didn't want to be alone in the next lifetime when they reincarnated. They were already together as a healer and a warrior um, in this past life they met when they were younger. They didn't have any babies though until they made it to safety and they made it out of the plagues they also um they had a new way of writing or they had to wait to hire um or teach others about how to write the hieroglyphs so like i said when they were trying to get established it took a little minute for them to get established um They did have starving times on the water as they were traveling. There wasn't as much fish at some point in time, obviously, because the fish were dying. There wasn't as much fighting the crocodiles because all of those things were dying. Um, There was a point in time that they did have to survive off the tinctures for a little bit um, with the blue lotus tinctures. They didn't travel with any scrolls. They didn't have to fight off any lions or anything like that because a lot of these um, animals were on the other part that they left going through plagues. When they did get to safety, um, and the six people got to safety that were left on the boats, they went to another kingdom and immediately established everything. The mother got pregnant and had the twins Nefertiti and Mutbernet. They began building as much as possible, putting things together quick. Um, I see that they were building homes. Like, I think when I left off, it was like they could have been living somewhere in a hut or like a tent or something that was just like quick. And from that, um, it's like he built the dad or not just the dad because there was like other people too they could have had like builders and stuff with them they got busy working on building her as a woman she was really gifted with the mother she was really gifted with growing and um gardening so she she got to work with gardening Um, She immediately got pregnant so that they can continue on the legacies and bring more people into this world. Yeah. Um, 
they begin building like I guess a palace or a home for everybody to live in she was now um in another part of Egypt so like the middle Egypt so there's like upper middle and lower Egypt um I don't know if you guys know that but like I don't even remember if I mentioned this before, but, like, a lot of that area that's just Egypt right now is so much bigger than that. Like, part of Iraq, Iran, Persia, um, and, like, different countries all up in between there was all upper, lower, middle Egypt and stuff. It was, like, spread out. So that's why sometimes there's, like, tombs and temples and stuff found in other countries. This is why, because it was, like, it was way bigger. Like, Egypt wasn't just that little corner it was way bigger like pretty much most of the top of um africa was all egypt at one point in time so now they're in what is considered like middle egypt they had a certain tribe that was a little different from them the people there were a little lighter like they were a little lighter skinned they were a little bit darker skinned coming from a certain part of egypt um they got along with them they understood what was going on um they the mom was like gardening she was selling blue lotus flowers and fertility um fertility like teas and herbs and things like that at the market um at first beauty products oils spiritual things like that um stuff for her hair stuff for her skin She was able to, like, grow berries and food and fruits and, like, also make things out of it to, like, help. She was a healer. She was able to, like, help your skin, your womb, your body, um, and all that kind of stuff like that. So she had, like, multi-talented. She was very, very beautiful as well. She took her talents, and when the men was building the castles and stuff, and they were kind of, like, living in a hut until everything was built up, um, she was earning their keep they came there with a certain amount of gold to um buy land from the people that already lived there so it's like okay um we're kind of intruding this is what happened you know what i'm saying like we're kind of intruding on your land they can't just come there and start purchasing stuff remember i said that a lot of the people like three people on the boat had to die because they were trying to sneak and take some of the gold and use it for themselves um like i said if they would have done that then it's like we wouldn't be able to buy land as a whole because it's like we need this land so now we can roll over it you know what i'm saying so the people there and and turn for them to allow them to like grow sell at the market um build new palaces and stuff like that they have to give these people gold so they did um and that also established a new way of life as well because it's like Um, I don't know if they didn't have a queen living there, but it was kind of just like a village. It was just kind of like a village of people. I don't think they really had, like, royalty or anything like that. So they're seeing gold kind of for the first time. Um, And then she's coming there with all these herbs and all these things. So it's like a new way of life. They didn't have a... They did have a seer, but... What is this? Maybe the mom is the seer? The mom was spiritual. She was she was everything. I'm not gonna hold you. She was a little bit of everything. Um, she was a seer and everything like that. She also seen that. Um, I don't think this part of Egypt that they were now establishing understood what priestess was and spirituality and um, 
foresight was so she didn't really mention that they didn't have any music before whoever does these people were they were um i don't know if they were of a different culture they were just like the outsiders or i don't know but they didn't have any music they didn't have any culture they've never seen horses before with like you know royal horses the blue lotus flower different healing herbs tinctures spices and things this was like a whole new way of life so they kind of brought like civilization there the king i'm seeing um her dad only produced them two only the twins he produced the twins um and then that was like it for him It wasn't a curse, though. It was just, like, destined for him to only have the twins. Um, so it wasn't like he got plagued or anything like that. It was because they were very gifted twins, Nefertiti and Mutbinet. Um I see that along with all of the gifts and trinkets and cultures and things that they came with to this new area that they were building in, her mom and dad were um, giving things to Ra. The sun came back out. So they're feeling like, okay, we, we, um, we've we seen lots of dark nights, dark days. But in this area, when they got there, they started to build. Um, it's, it's almost like they were building under the moon for a while. So with the plagues, it was like an eclipse. And an eclipse is just like a black sky. There's no sun. There's no moonlight there's nothing like that so then it's like over time when they actually like landed found this land um found the people that were there gave them types of gold and trinkets and things so that they can start building on their land um soon after that the moonlight came out so then it was like a full moon for a while but it was no sun still then i see after the twins were born um and like they had their first tower built for real and they were able to like live in this palace then that's when the sun god Ra showed himself again and it was like they were giving thanks because they felt like you know we're still breaking the curse at this point in time so they were like okay we're still breaking it we still haven't seen that the gods are happy about what we're doing yet so when the sun god Ra came up one morning again it was like, it was a big moment for them. They were probably crying and hysterical and just happy because it's like, wow, okay, everything we did was right. But this was after she had her twins. They were working very hard. Um, they had to um, also make deals with the people that were there before and you know they had a, a a baby goat that they were traveling with and the baby goat now became a full goat and it was a female so they had to um get that goat to mate with their goat so they can have more um more you know what i'm saying like more goats so that they can have milk food things like that um this came about when rock came about it was like some type of sign for like okay now this um, this baby lamb is now a goat and it's old enough to like start to um, procreate again so it was like they were seeing themselves coming out of dark times slowly but surely um, every day they went out and made an offering to the sun god Ra to keep him happy if anybody got out of line or you know they felt like 
anything was getting hard, they had like certain worship times or certain times that um, they were going to worship him and not work anybody too hard. Even even though like the people that they came across, they were different colors than them. They didn't make them feel like, oh, you're less than me. You're more than me. They made sure that everybody was really equal. People rested. Um, people worked. Everything was like really fair. They were like kind of walking on eggshells because they were scared of the plague that they just left behind. I'm going to pause it here. kind of stressed that like (laughs) if anything went wrong if they weren't sharing equally and not being fair in any type of way they were afraid that like um they was gonna get fucked up by these plagues again so they were were, like walking on eggshells with the gods they were like prancing them a lot giving lots of offerings treating the animals right um i see that they had like maybe one or two horses that was riding with them um they took care of them made sure that they were decked out in like you know feathers and gold and different things like that even though the queen was the queen she didn't walk around like i have all this money i'm doing this it's like everything was fair um they were constantly crying they're really sad because they're probably having dreams and visions about um dreams and visions about everything that they left behind just to remind them but I see that they were playing to the gods and doing certain forms of magic. If they were going through any depression, the people that came before that, if they were going through any depression, she was using the blue lotus tincture to kind of, like, help them. It's not like, in the last story, it was like that was all they had to were constantly high. But it was like if they had moments during depression um, because of everything they left behind, you know, nightmares and things like that they would um do some type of ceremony give an offering to the sun god Ra, and take some blue lotus as a form of like healing their depression this is something that she was really good at she was really good at um nefertiti's mom was like really good at a lot of things um they also she also was like a seer and she seen that um as far as like doth and um, like judgment went that they weren't on the bad end of judgment anymore so it's like more of a mental thing it's like PTSD basically so like I'm guessing she's trying to explain to me that Blue Lotus could like help heal like PTSD depression anxiety things like that because um, there was a lot of mental things going on with them after that it was like they were tripping they were scared and it's like at the same time they were not on the bad end they were doing good but it's like there's a lot of trauma a lot of nightmares and stuff um they didn't drink wine for a minute and they didn't make wine for a minute because they were um kind of just okay with that um blue lotus i'm seeing they also didn't see any um wild hair or snakes for a while because that's all that it was like the stuff that they were on that boat having to do to survive they kind of like um strayed away from that for a while because it was like okay we're tired of this we're tired of eating the same stuff all they were eating was wild snakes and wild hair all they were um able to do was drink like wine 
and like whatever water that they had all they were able to do was certain things but it's like when it came to the blue lotus they took it in certain portions only when they had to heal things so they would come to her she was more than just a queen um she was more so like a healer all around and she was a seer too um they started to create instruments or like you know the people that were there um before they didn't know anything about music so they brought music to them when they came to their environment after they were building like after they got all the buildings kind of established and they're working hard at that so that there's like a palace and um they probably helped them upgrade whatever huts they were in before like so now they have more of a structured home um there wasn't laughter for a while everybody was really hurting but they were trying not to be greedy or nothing like that like um the kids were really young so they didn't have any toys so it's like they were kind of busy on like making stuff that would um help bring joy back into the place again so she noticed that like these people didn't have music where she um where they were coming to they didn't have music so it was like she um after they got in building she taught them how to build the certain harps to the duke the um egyptian flute and stuff like that and like play the music that they're used to so it's like um is she's introducing this other culture to what they were used to doing. I see that Nefertiti and Mut Benret, her sister, her twin sister, as they got older, they were really into dancing and having fun and things like that. Um, they had dolls built for them now again. Um, they didn't know anything about the death because their parents were pretty young when they got there. And they actually, like, had them when they were actually on this land. So they didn't know anything about that. It was kind of like they were just free. They were just having and enjoying life. I do see, like, they did um, come up on some cats. And they seen it as a sign of, like, wow, like, all of the gods are starting to return to us. Um, They haven't seen these animals in a while. And it was kind of like, hmm out of the norm like they haven't seen a bird in a while so now they're starting to see more birds now they're starting to see cats and now they're starting to see like you know different animals um yeah different animals that it was like um the gods were sending them as like a spiritual clue to let them know that they were doing the right thing so now everything's established and there's like royalty there's hierarchies and stuff but there's no this treatment of the people that have less than everybody was kind of equal to at that time within like love and money and things like that so it was a very fair place that they're running they were establishing a lot of like palaces so the middle um middle kingdom or like middle egypt was very like beautiful it was more than just like you know in today's time it just kind of seems like everything's like that sandy brown color it was like they um had paints and colors and like dyes and they were like painting um the palaces to look a certain way you know what i'm saying like there was different patterns and colors and like sculptures and things like that um this was something that like the world has never seen before because they're mixing two cultures so 
I don't know what culture they stumbled upon, but it's like um, whatever culture they stumbled upon, they've never seen these colors before. Um, And it was kind of like the 12th dynasty when they traveled down to Middle um, Egypt. The people in Middle Egypt never heard music before. They'd never seen these colors before. They'd never seen this. And it's like now they're kind of just like being a part of these people. They were just kind of like less fortunate. Um, So in a way, it was like when they were following the birds, it was like um, in a way they were following the falcons. And it was Horus, um, the, the sky god that led them to these people. Because it was kind of like these people were just like there they didn't know anything about happiness laughter i'm not saying they were just like sad as fuck but it's like you know what i'm saying you know when you hear a song it brings you joy um you have dolls for your kids you have different forms of entertainment beauty makeup they didn't experience anything like that before if you guys even see like um the statue of nefertiti as she got older it was like even her statue of her was like colored it was like different colors her crown and the gold i think they use a certain crystal to um make up like the pupils of her eye on her um on her statue as well so it's like they've never seen this before um so it's like they were led to these people to show them a new way of life so it's like they gave them color they gave them pizzazz and things like that these people were kind of just like hidden they were just like a hidden people i don't know why but they just were. They could have also been there for a while because it's like they could have got kicked out of other, like like I said, there's like upper, lower Egypt, different regions and stuff. So they could have been like the ones that were exiled. And like generations later, they're just there. And it's not like they felt judgment or anything like that. It was just like they didn't really have anybody to rule over them. Yeah, so... I see um, Isis and Horus, her son, spiritually. They led them there to bring balance and beauty there. To teach them about the gods a little bit more. Yeah, to teach them about the universe, the way that things work, um, spirituality. Like I said, they didn't even understand what a seer was, a prophet, a high priestess was. They've never experienced these things before. They'd never even seen gold. They were just kind of like living. They didn't fight with other people. They didn't have war. But they also never had a king or a queen. So just like, you know, perfect timing, divine timing. Yeah. I see that Nefertiti's dad, he never ruled in the way that um, Amenhenat III ruled that caused this plague in the first place. He never ruled like that. He actually stayed young for a while because of the way he ruled. His throne was very fancy, different colors, different... um, It's like they brought some stuff from... They brought some stuff, some traditions and stuff from the previous place. But, like, the egotistical, the, you know, the fucked up stuff they left behind. The culture, the colors, the way of life how they would, like, design and make gold and, like, um, their chess pieces and, like, things like that. It's, like, they brought that kind of stuff, their colors and things like that. Um, the people there, they didn't know how to read or write hieroglyphs, so they had to teach them. Yeah, 
the king actually taught them how to um, scroll, how to scribe and things like that so that they can read the scrolls. So there was like education going on so that they can learn. So these people, it's like, I don't know how long they were there, but it was like they could have been shunned or kicked out. Um, Or it could have even been like the people that, they could have been there for generations because it's like, in the Moses story, I say he was the fourth one. So there was um, three other ones. And I was asking the gods, like, excuse me, like, did they want me to, like, go back and do his, you know, like, his dad's dad's dad to the first, I'm in it, the first. And they were just like, no, basically, because it's like they all ruled like that. And Moses was the one that was not of the bloodline that was supposed to break it. So it kind of would have been a repeat story. Not that they ever had plagues, but it's like they just kept passing down the generational curses to each other. They kept slaves. They kept ruling it in a certain way. So it would have been a kind of a repeat story leading up to the story of Moses, right? So um, since that was about like 300 years of doing this type of stuff, um, and then by the time the fourth generation came with Moses, it ended. So these people that are there, they were the ones that were exiled from, um, like, generations ago, like 300 years ago. So now it's like, I'm not saying these people are 300 years old, but it's like, these are the offspring of these three generations. So there's no culture, there's no music, there's no love. And they, they were already peasants when they kicked them out and expelled them or, you know, exiled them. And they had to go and find land. So now it's like they're coming up on these people. They look a little different because um, they have been separated from everybody for so long. And it's like they're reintroducing their culture. So it's almost like, um, you know, like let's say you're from Mexico or something and you like lived in, I don't know, the United States your whole life. And it's like now you're traveling and you're going back to Mexico, you're going to have to learn their way of Spanish. It might not be the Americanized way of Spanish that they teach in school. It might be like some ancient Aztec or Mayan Spanish um, or like, you know, their language. So it's like, oh, wow. You know, it's not como estas. It's like, it's this way. Oh, wow. We have maracas. We have this type of music. And it's like, oh, we do this. We do that. So they would have had to learn everything all over again because the generations um, and teachings and stuff got lost. They didn't even know to pray to the gods and stuff. They didn't know how to read or write um, papyruses, scrolls, um, um, hieroglyphs, and things like that. So it was like, they were just teaching them all over. It was really cool. So they were teaching them not only, like, how to read and write and do things like that, but they were also teaching them about, like, medicine, how to heal, how to be doctors, healers, things like that. Um, warriors, like, warrior school. So there was enough of them to, like, establish land and be like, okay, if you want to be a warrior, you can be a warrior. If you want to be a scriber and into, like, knowledge and things like that, you go here. Um, but I'm pretty sure everybody had to, like, learn how to, like, read and write the hieroglyphs. If you wanted to be into beauty products, you can do this. So, it's like, they were kind of just, like, allowing them to choose what they wanted to be into. And the king actually taught them stuff and the queen taught them stuff. So, they were, like, actually involved in their community a lot more than just, like, oh, go fetch me this, go fetch me that. It was like, no, we're actually a part of this community. So... Yeah, I'm going to pause it here.
So I see also they brought them just culture, music, sports. They were teaching them how to fish, how to row, javelin throwing, boxing, wrestling, weightlifting, gymnastics. They had like little board games and stuff that they were doing, um, archery, um, tug of war, different things like that. How to like drive or like steer a um, a chariot. Because it's like it's more than just a horse. You got to kind of like steer the horse, tell them when to speed up, do different things like that. They didn't have any of those things. So they literally like brought them out of the dark ages in a way and like gave them culture. It was like a equal thing, like a win-win situation for everybody. Um, the gods led them to these people because it's like in a way, it's like if you really think about it, it's like divine intervention. Like you guys were trying to find new land and then it's like it's healing a generational curse in a whole nother level as well because it's like these are the same people that maybe like 300 400 years ago their their um ancestors were kicked out and exiled and shunned from all of these beautiful things about this culture so even though these were the same people they looked different these were the same culture they were just like the exiled so they never got to do sports and this and that and that and it's like as the time went on they weren't reading or writing or building or doing anything music dancing dolls perfume nothing beautiful that um egypt is known for they weren't doing that so it's like now another way to break the curse as well is the god set them up in a way to find them and to introduce them to this again so that the ones that were like left behind forgotten exile they can also be introduced to it again so it's another way of breaking like curses from with this um I'm in it the first, second, third, all did. So that's why, like, Moses' sacrifice was so big because it's like, you, you got to see it on, like, hella different levels, you know what I'm saying? They brought them wealth and things like that. Um, I see that they really got skilled in practicing with um, chariot riding, fighting um, with swords and things like that while um, on chariots, like, you know, war tactics and stuff like that how to um make swords and daggers and spears and like um practicing like that so the warriors were like really doing their thing in case they had to defend themselves um the women they were focused on beauty but not so much as like um of a big deal because they didn't want to feel like oh i'm better than you or i'm more beautiful than you um i see the twins at that point in time they were like the only twins of that point in time the sun god rob blessed them to bring beauty to this world by dancing um having fun playing music showing what like different beauty standards look like so like i said where they came from before they had a different technique style that they um didn't want to bring to this new world so the mom did not shape their heads when they were born so that's why Nefertiti and her sister had elongated skulls um so I don't know if that was like you know how like certain um certain uh mummies and stuff that they're digging up and they find them they're like oh they had elongated skulls like were they aliens and all this little theories and stuff that you'll see on google it's like no they just felt like this was a new form of beauty 
this was a new way of um, beauty and if you see Nefertiti's um, statue she has like this crown that's on her head that fits the shape of her elongated skull so it's just showing them a different way of life a different standard of beauty that's really it so it's like after that everybody else born after these twins they wanted to look like them so if there was a time period and they were finding these mummies that they shouldn't be finding this is why their skulls are like that because um nefertiti and mud bin were like the new ideal beauty the mom really did it because she wanted um them to be like smarter wiser just look a little different yeah i see that they had lots of ceremonies under the moon they um were very fair when it came to like truth and justice um they spoke their truth they did like magic together i guess or like healing magic together like um how can i explain it's like sitting under the moon maybe having like bonfires or something like that having different ceremonies that they were due to bring more change having meetings to see what they can change and make better um everybody was involved the security didn't really have to like you know like before on the last story it was like the security was like captive cap capturing um prisoners if they were like peasants and they were like thought to be stealing or doing stuff and then feed them to the lions or like do something really fucked up kick them out exile them it was like they didn't really have a need to police i guess like police over their own people because everybody was like fair if there was something that was not right or they felt like weird about it then when they would have their like midnight ceremonies or whatever they would do under the moons it was like um they were able to like hash it out and like get to the bottom of it and like be fair in that yeah so nobody had like sleepless nights they're like trying to figure out like what's the problem if you feel like somebody has more than you let's talk about it and like let's figure out a way to fix it they would have like a lot of um um talks and stuff drinking wine at some point in time this is when they would drink wine this is when they would um take the lotus flower tincture and like kind of be like high (laughs) they kind of like be high and like a little drunk and a little buzz and like have fun play music with each other figure out ways to like balance out stuff um bond it was like a healing ceremony like okay what's the problem let's talk it out everybody's high everybody's drunk they're kind of like, oh, man, my bad. I love you. Like, I didn't mean to make you feel that way. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was like healing sessions. That was a way that um, the mom was, like, performing her magic. She is, like, almost like, it's kind of reminding me of, like, you know how, like, people go on, like, ayahuasca trips and, like, you know, shrooms. And they'll take, like, little drugs and get into their feelings and, like, be friendly with people and, like, seeing things from a different perspective. It was kind of like that. So she would host these ceremonies as, like, deep healing ceremonies. Like, shamanic is what I'm picking up. She was, like, shamanic. They're, like, shamanic healing ceremonies. They would have candles lit and, like, bonfires and all that kind of stuff going on. And they would kind of, like, tap in with the cosmos and, like, you know. They wouldn't kill anybody or hurt anybody. They would just kind of get to the bottom of it. There was probably, like, um, the parents, the adults... They would have, like, sex rituals and stuff like that, kind of like an orgy. I'm not saying, like, everybody slept with everybody, but I mentioned this a long time ago in the Tower of Babel when it came to, like, 
um, sacred prostitution. Prostitution was a thing back in the day in ancient Egypt. It just is not like what modern day prostitution is like when people just sleep with people for money and all sorts of people and doing all this kind of shit. It was more so like somebody in the village or the group was not shy to have sex in front of other people. So when they're doing rituals and they're giving offerings to the gods, um, they're surrounded by these group of people. They're high, they're drunk, and like um, they're having sex in front of other people. So that was happening as well. Um, it looked like it was something that was like more so only for the adults. They were now trying to figure out like um, who was a neighboring. Yeah, these were like the younger. Um, females like they're not like kids but it's like old enough to have sex and them and their partner are having sex in front of the king and queen and the gods and like doing this whole ritual and shit um if they were going through like material troubles they would do this as well i see that they were trying to figure out a way together as a group as well it wasn't just like sex and getting high and stuff they were talking about ways of like how they can bring in more fortunes Because right now, at this point in time, they were just kind of, like, making their own gold. They were making all their stuff. But it was like, um, we need to start trade again because that's what um, was making the other part of Egypt thrive. was, like, trading with other places. Um, So they were trying to figure out, like, how come nobody trades with them or, like, what's going on. So it's almost like you're, you know, you're setting up shop in a new place. And you're like, oh, like, who can I have as, like, a business partner? You know what I'm saying? Like... If you, if, if, for example, in modern day time, if you got a restaurant or something like that, somebody has a bar across the street or like a wine, I'll say like a wine tasting place and you have like a restaurant and it's like, hmm, how can I work with my neighboring business to bring in more people type of thing? So they were trying to figure out like if that anything like that is around here like that and like how we can like collaborate with them so that we can bring in more money, more people into our place. So it's not just us. Um, because if they just kept making gold and they would eventually run out of materials to make gold, because if you know how to make gold, you can turn lead, like lead that you write with pencils, you can turn lead, lead into gold, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, after a certain point in time where you're running out of that and you just have all this gold, it's like, there's nothing coming in and out. There's no trade, there's no, you know what I'm saying? So it's like it's going to end up just like being stagnant as far as how much money you guys have if there's no business going so they were trying to figure out like how come this never happened before but like i'm guessing it's because they didn't have any culture so they didn't know they can grow this and turn this into a tincture they didn't know they can make you know they didn't know they can make products and stuff and also they didn't have any chariots or anything like that to get them back and forth Um, around this time now they're like the horses are having sex so the horses are having ponies and the ponies are growing up so now it's like okay we built these chariots we're teaching people let's see um where we can travel and see if we can find people to trade our goods so the only reason why this wasn't happening before that they were there is because when um the generations before them were put out they were put out without anything so they had to like walk there or like you know what i'm saying like they were just shunned so they didn't have anything nobody was really fucking with them they didn't have any talents to make market stuff to sell in other places to trade so that's why it was just stagnant so they talked about things like that as well and how to like perfect their craft how to perfect their business um how to get stuff on boats 
and get stuff on chariots and like go and find different towns and like speak about things this is something that the mom seen um as being like a high priestess that um if they don't start to do stuff like that then it's like their their uh kingdom would like amount to nothing financially because like i said you can only make so much gold but if it's sitting there it's just like it's just sitting there stagnant yeah so some of them got on boats and like was um traveling to see like um where they can go and find people and like um make some type of trade system on the Nile River and see if there's more of the Nile River to go down and see who's staying there and, like, if they can, you know, travel and find someone to trade with. And then, like, other people were, like, traveling by, um, cherry and horse and, like, they were bringing some products and stuff as well. Um, I see that they were very scared to go, like, back up the river towards the other part that they left. They kind of felt like that was just gone. Um, that was, like, it. They were, like, they knew that place was, like, cursed after that. They were just, like, nah, we're not going back that way. So let's go down further and see if there's more villages and people along the other side of the Nile River that we can trade with. Because they are just, like, hell no, we're not going back up there. Like, it's, like, don't walk backwards. Don't go back to what you know is horrible you know like they're just like nah they considered that like done yeah they were afraid that like if they went backwards it would like be cursed again so they're like fuck that shit um a lot of the hermits or like they were considered hermits like the people that were just shunned and stuck there they never have thought of this before so they went with them because it's like uh they needed to travel and see how things worked so it's like they were in a way like training them it's like on the job training them like oh this is how you trade you've never traded before okay well one of you guys you come with us and we'll show you how to make conversation with other cultures how to show them hey this is what we have this is what you have and trade back and forth and like you know have a marketing thing have a business so a lot of them like traveled with um the king and queen and like the people that came from the plague and um they showed them like how to be a successful um kingdom because it was like it's imbalanced we can't do everything you know we got to teach our people and it's like hands-on training type thing they never knew how to make material success. They never knew, like, how much to charge people, what is a fair trade, what's not a fair trade, the stuff we need in our kingdom versus stuff we don't need, you know what I'm saying? Like, stuff like that. So, they traveled with them. Um, yeah. They also, I see that they came back with, like, a lot of things. They came back with new animals. Like, some of the people that they went to, they traded, like, a horse for, like, oxen. So, now they have ox. And it's like, they might have came back with, like, a female male ox. Now they have more horses and oxen. So now they can, like, eat different meats on top of just, you know what I'm saying? Like, of course you don't want to eat your fucking uh, horses. But it's like, um, their horses are reproducing. So they're able to be like, oh, we'll trade you a baby pony for this. And we'll trade you that for that. So it's like, they came back and had ox. They came back and had different, like, seeds for different plants. Um... And then the neighboring places, they had, like, gold that they've never seen before. Or they had, like, different things like that. Or it's like, okay, well, 
you like these blankets we can make these and bring it to you once a month or something like that um some of these people had different types of dogs that they've never seen before um yeah just different things like that so they were seeing like what that really looked like also when they were going to trade it was like these people were also like coming upon a new um these are all egyptians all hebrews but it's like they're all spread out so it's like um when they're finding these people these people might have cobra snakes and like they might have had a certain type of snake pythons or something and now you have a cobra so it's like hmm we'll take that cobra you take this we'll take that you take this different stuff like that they're also um now that they're trading they're meeting people um being attracted to other people falling in love with them so now the um different tribes like i said there's 12 tribes of israels they're mixing together because it's like wow i was just being a merchant i just was supposed to go down here for my kingdom and stay out there at the market for a while trade them and then while you were in town somebody and you like were attracted to each other um you're single they come back you're married and it's like oh now you have another way of life now that person's introducing their culture to this culture and it's just like it's just growth now so now the coin is starting to like move around more it happened really quick too it didn't take long to make money um and the queen was like just very nurturing very caring um there was a lot of peace um restored i see that like when they got exiled a lot of this stuff was ruined ruined like harmonious vibes um you know things like that they didn't know how to like love other people they only like were circled around like a bunch of sadness so it's like they showed them like the way of the world how things work how to make money how to like make friends make new lovers make new business partners you know stuff like that teach them how to read and write um bringing these other people's scrolls and information they were able to see like elephants and like you know just different cultures they're like wow we've never seen this before because um they were just stuck in like hermit like they were just stuck as being exiled and they were scared to go to any other kingdom or they didn't even know there was any other kingdoms because of them just being stuck there for generations there were some women like able to control snakes by flute or like belly dancing um these women dressed differently some of them didn't cover up like where they came from in egypt they were like walking around topless and it was just like oh wow like wow this is different you know what i'm saying so it's just like a lot of differences in them but it was like really beautiful because it was like the gods wanted them to experience this um because it was like this is how things are really supposed to run it was very beautiful Um, And I see that, like, sometimes they would stumble upon a culture where the woman was, like, the one that um, they would have the answer to. Almost like Queen Sheba, where she was, like, the one that ran things. Um, She kept a hold over things. They were able to see different goats, like maybe rams. It wasn't just goats. It's, like, rams. Um, Different, like, big cats, lions, tigers, things like that. Um, Different animals, different birds and stuff. So it was, like, really cool. I do see they um, they never would have experienced this if they didn't have a king and queen because it's like they just, they I don't know how to explain that, but it was just like they never experienced this type of stuff. So they will always bring one of the like hermits, I would say, that were exiled. They always brought them so that they can see. And another way this was happening is because it's like 
this was also breaking curses because it's like that made the gods upset that they were there stuck for like hundreds of years not knowing any true beauty of the world and just stuck and afraid and without family without culture so it's like every time they just went out and took a simple trip it was actually breaking the curse traveling and experiencing and all that kind of stuff it gave them like a spark back in their lives a reason and a way to live a purpose basically yeah so they didn't have to like live in sorrow and feel like oh no we can't go here we can't go there like you know or they just thought the little place that they were in was all it was so this like in its own way was actually like healing and breaking curses them just simply putting them on the chariot with them or on the boat with them and being like come on bro let's go let's let's go figure it out and it's like they're used to seeing this type of stuff but the other people are not so yeah i'm gonna pause it here My son just woke up, so I'm going to um, try to get through this part, and then I'm going to probably make, like, a part two or something like that. Um, But, yeah, so I see that they didn't understand magic, craft, occult knowledge, anything like that. Um, The gods, ceremonies, nothing like that. They never rode a horse before, so they brought a new way of life, a new change, Um, culture experiences and things like that and all of these things were a way of like healing so that they wouldn't be burdened by having to go through these plagues again the cosmos were very proud of them the land was very fertile during this time i see there was actually like grass and trees it wasn't just sand so i mentioned that before like um modern day Egypt and stuff is just a bunch of sand and stuff and it's because the land is cursed because not only did they do this digging up tombs they've been digging up tombs for centuries so that's a lot of curse a lot of unfertile land because of them continuously doing these type of things the gods led them to these people because um, it was time for a change with all of this stuff I see they were able to, like, create a savings or, like, they were able to save money now because it was, like, before it was, like, they just had a certain amount of money um, that they had. Now they were making so much money they learned how to save and, like, what fortunes look like. And remember how I mentioned when they do the um, funerary process or, like, the embalming and tombs, they had to learn all that, too. And they seen, like, you're supposed to be buried with your gold. So it's more than just, like, um trading and all that kind of stuff to like make money to make the land rich and to invest in more buildings and temples and stuff it's bigger than that it's more so like also people everybody needs enough gold to have in their um tomb so that they can be born into success in the next lifetime um she taught them like herbology and um healing things like that how also like taking care of your plants nature garden Um, how to make wine, how all of these type of things can also be healing for certain purposes. These certain tinctures, like I said, were meant for like um, curing PTSD and stuff. She didn't just keep that knowledge within herself. She taught other females and things like that how to um, 
make these things, how to um, do this type of stuff. She also taught her two daughters. They brought this to other places. So if people were going through sadness and depression for their own reasons, if men were like having erectile dysfunction, she had like a little bit of something for everything. The neighboring place that they um, went to, there was a queen. She was running everything. It was like, I don't know. It was it was a little different how they ran things in this neighboring kingdom that they were visiting to trade with. It was like a female that was the trade or like the female that was the head of things. It wasn't like, I don't think she had a male or I don't know. For some reason, she's giving me Queen of Sheba vibes. So hold on. Let me look up something real quick. Ethiopia so they traveled to Ethiopia and they were trading with them but like what this is present day Yemen and Ethiopia and like the southern Arabian kingdom so they were like kind of like deep I'm not gonna hold you but I'm trying to figure out okay so around this time there was a philosopher from egypt that was going down there and they were like exchanging information with the queen of sheba i knew this i knew this okay um i'm also seeing that like in the bible it mentions this a little bit but it was like there are people traveling from jerusalem so i don't know if this is what they were calling that area jerusalem or not i don't really know what they were calling it back then but um they were in and they were trading with south uh southern arabian kingdoms and today in today's time on the map it will be yemen and ethiopia so the queen the head of everything there was women so in egypt it was like men and women there it was the queen of sheba and she was the one in charge it wasn't really like it's like she could have had multiple partners she didn't really just have a king it's like whatever um traditions that they believed in they had multiple um partners she had multiple partners yeah i see she she could have like slept alone she didn't like have a she didn't have a man Um, even what I remember back in a past life of my own as being King Solomon, um, she came and she traveled to like King Solomon's land and like gave him a baby and like left him, like got pregnant and like left him with the baby and went back to her kingdom. So it was like, she was kind of like cutthroat like that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like she didn't believe in like, it's like the woman King almost. That was a good movie, by the way, if you guys want to watch that, that was a really good movie, but she was like a woman King and she had an abundance she was fertile she could have had babies with other people um she was all about her money um and there was a certain philosopher that was coming from egypt and trading her information and knowledge for gold coins abundance she had an abundance of money so it was like um the trade went really well because they were able to get different types of gold they were able to get like whatever they created in gold there it could have been different from egyptian gold or just the artifacts and things that they made could have been different as well she's never um seen 
lions and stuff like that. She could have had a different form of big cats. She never had a domesticated cat before. So they were like, you know, bringing in different things like that. She could have been riding like elephants. She was riding like elephants and like different animals like that. So it was like, um, these are different people. She didn't, yeah, I'm saying, damn, that's deep. They ran into King Queen She, but she didn't have an actual lover. She had many lovers, but they didn't rule the kingdom with her. It was just her. She made decisions by herself. She didn't have to consult anybody for that. Yeah. She mourned um, a lot of losses. Like, she um, was in control of, like, the war. So she had to, like, um, go through a lot of things. If things were imbalanced, she would maybe hang them or kill them, um, chop off their heads. Like, she was, like, really cutthroat. She made a lot of decisions based off, like, her spirit. But she didn't have, like, a king and, you know, like, a king and a queen to balance that energy off of it was just like her so i'm seeing some of the egyptian um stories that are written about their travels to these other places and merchants and stuff queen of sheba's mentioned in this i don't know if they were um if they're able to tell this in the tombs but this is like there it's there or it could be on like a papyrus or a scroll somewhere that they have trading and dealings with the queen of sheba um they showed her chariots she had a different way of doing things people would carry her around everywhere she would either like you know how you see um people have like this fancy thing that sits on top of the elephant and it's like they sit on top of this throne that's on top of the elephant but it's like fancy and there's like pillows and stuff in there or it's like if they didn't have it that way she had a bunch of strong men like carry her throne um and she would just sit on the throne and they would like carry her around everywhere so like her feet really didn't have to touch the ground if she didn't want to like she was very worshipped and then she's running into people where it's like the women kind of got down and dirty in the garden and was healing and doing all this type of stuff so it was like two totally different lifestyles she was the queen of she but she didn't have to do much at all she just called shots um took charge she um rarely gave out gifts ah they had peasantry or classism there as well but it's like they're not there to be like oh don't do this because it's like they could have believed in different gods so they weren't trying to be like um you know run your country this way because it's like that's that's kind of bad for business that's your business for your people you're already used to doing it a certain way but the philosopher did share the story um the third uh, the 12th dynasty plague with her she got it and she was not trying to hear that i'm not gonna hold you <laughs> she was not trying to hear that she did not have a seer she didn't have a psychic or anything like that she didn't really work with anybody she just called the shots um if she wanted to travel and like um get with somebody she'll get with somebody of richness that's balling that's rich that has her own kingdom as a man she'll sleep with them bear them a baby and then leave them with that baby yeah so she didn't even raise her own kids she has kids that are um in other places that were brought up in other places with other cultures and yeah i'm not gonna hold you she could have like maybe like nine or ten kids that she's never had to raise the men had to raise them and she would leave them and they wouldn't even be able to like raise them as a family um in her kingdom it was like no i'm the queen of sheba i'm not about to sit here and breastfeed no damn baby i'm about to pop this baby out 
keep it pushing. Here you go. That's your treat. You're worthy. You know, you're worthy enough to have a kid with me. Raise my kid up right. And that was just it. Yeah, she's cutthroat, bro. Um, This is filthy. She um, didn't have boats or anything like that. Like, they kind of did things very differently. They traveled by, like, elephant or something like that. I'm also seeing, like, for the first time, she was introduced to, like, horses and um, chariots and things like that. She didn't know how to ride a horse. She didn't really care about that either. She didn't care about learning about that because she's like, no, I like doing things my way. But she did kind of pay attention to what they were saying throughout the plagues. She just, yeah, she just like, man, that's not going to happen to me because she doesn't believe in our gods. So she didn't believe the plagues would happen to her. She was cutthroat, bro. She was a little cold-hearted or like people thought she was a little cold-hearted because of how she ran her place. She didn't keep people held captive. Um, if they didn't listen to her, they didn't believe in what she said, she would, uh, Jesus Christ. Um, if, if people disagree with her, she would like kill them. She didn't have prisoners and shit like that. She would just like kill them. Yeah. She had very noble, like noble, um, warriors at her side that, that like was at her beck and call for anything she wanted. So other people did the trade for her. She would just oversee it and make sure things were traded. When they came, when the Egyptians came to Queen of Sheba in that like Southern Arabian area, um, they brought new snakes. They brought her the story of the 12 plagues so that she could learn. They brought her um, different things about, you know, their gods and things like that, um, how to heal, um, you know, gold, um, money, um, trinkets, things like that. Um, different herbs, flowers, seeds, and stuff so that they can help heal through whatever diseases or um, mental illnesses or anything like that. She um, she accepted their gifts, but she was very stuck in her way. She didn't want to change anything like that. She kind of felt like, um, that's y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, they believed in different gods, so she was kind of like, that's y'all. That's, that's what you believe in? My gods that I believe in, if she believed in any gods, it wasn't like that. She was just like, nah, I'm good. So when they left, um, she was able to see, like, oh, okay, cool. Like, sometimes you guys may travel here. You might travel there. They could have brought maps or they could have started to map out areas. Like, this is where we are. We travel down this way, down the river. So they could have started to draw maps and stuff like that. And they were able to see things a little bit more. They shared this with her. Or she could have had maps and shared it with them. Something like that. She could have taught them, like, Arabic because, like... Um, the maps were written in another language. I know from studying um, cultural history, the first maps were written in Arabic. So it's like they're speaking Hebrew, she's speaking Arabic. So there was like a speech difference. But she was very like, she barely would leave her place. And when she did, it was like only to benefit herself. Yeah. Um, they dressed different sometimes in certain areas. It got colder, so they provided them with, like, different things like that. Like, they could have been in the southern part. So, it's like, um, it would get colder there, so they're not used to that. They're used to heat, and the sun got raw, heating up everything. They're used to wearing sandals and flip-flops and stuff. So, they were seeing different, like, seasons. She provided them with, like, different blankets or, like, even, like, um, clothing that would keep them warm boots or shoes or like you know 
something that's not like sandals and flip-flops like they were wearing in Egypt so that they can stay cool. She had a different way of um, um, preserving the dead. Of course, they had like mummification and tombs and stuff. She had a different way of preserving the dead. I'm not really sure what that is. I would have to look into that, but I just see like when she would kill people, they had just a different way of preserving the dead. Um, Nobody dared to cross her because like she would take anybody out for like looking at her wrong she was like very like cutthroat bro i'm not gonna hold you so like (laughs) i'm like why do i feel like this is queen of sheba so on their travels some of their merchants actually um ran upon her not ran upon her but it's like you know they stumbled upon her kingdom in south arabia and um and like yeah they just got to experience what the queen of sheba was like and like came back with like stories from her um maps different things like that and then like um they left her some stuff about how their cultures ran and things like that and like what happened in the previous dynasty and trying to warn her but she was just like eh, that ain't gonna happen to me i don't believe in plagues i don't believe in this i don't believe in that these are not my people so yeah <laughs> that took a turn i wasn't expecting that so i don't know what the fuck they say in google and stuff but seeing it's happening with Nefertiti's energy, her parents' energy, um, coming straight from the 12th dynasty, going into the 13th dynasty. This is when Nefertiti was actually born. Her and her sister, her parents, brought all this culture and love and um, changes to the way they were living as Egyptians. Um, They were trading and doing a bunch of stuff with a bunch of different cultures. They helped the people that were in exile, you know, come out of that. And also... They stumbled upon uh, Ethiopia and Yemen area where Queen of Sheba was. And she was like, boom, this is, you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess they would call them like Allah. I don't know if they called them Allah back in the day, but they had different gods, different names for their gods, um, different language, um, how they would write things, how they would speak, things like that. Um, Just a lot of different culture, like the way they would dress um, their funerary process, their dead, you know, the respecting the dead, everything was very different. Um, she didn't believe in having no damn pharaoh on her side, no king. She was like, fuck that shit. If I want sex, I'll go out and travel for it and stumble upon a king and he gotta be worthy enough, ball enough for me to leave him a kid. And that's my present to him. You feel me? She just felt like, oh, my presence is a present. So you lucky if I sleep with you and give you a kid. And if I do, I'm out of here you gotta raise that kid so i'm not gonna hold you the queen of sheba can have like 19 kids out there from different cultures that like the um arabic ethiopian energy is like mixed in with other cultures because of her and when she would travel she would come with everybody it's like okay if we're gonna leave we're gonna travel there's probably some people making sure everything stays good on her land but she's going to travel with warriors. She's going to not let her feet touch the ground. She's going to travel by elephant. And when she get off the elephant, they're going to bring her to this, like, a six-man. You know how, like, people carry your body in a casket and it's, like, all these men carrying you? It's like that, but she's on her throne. And, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, people throwing roses and shit. Like, it's just, like, very extravagant. <laughs> so, yeah, they were like, what the fuck is this? We ain't never seen this shit before. So, yeah, that's really cool. I'm going to pause it here, and that's going to be the end of episode one for this. We'll probably do number two either later on or um, tomorrow because my son just woke up, and um, 
while he's doing his little potty, we're potty training. While he's doing his little potty break, um, I want to hurry up and finish this so that I can um, get him some food and stuff. So that's all I got for right now. Stay tuned for more. Peace.